today. The paragraph that we're focusing on this year um, as a Jewish custom, one chapter every year from the discourse I've come to my garden, the chapter we're learning this year is chapter 13. So uh, we're going to try to learn it inside and uh, hopefully uh, not just inside the, the paper, but hopefully it comes inside us. <laughs> Let's go. The infinite light of Hashem extends below without any limit. What this, what this is referring to, this statement of the Tikkun is there, that the infinite light of Hashem goes down below without any limit, that's referring to the revelation of Hashem's light, and it's referring to the way Hashem's light is mispashat. Mispashat means the way it extends, the way it spreads. And gili means the way it's revealed. What's the difference between the way it's revealed and the way it spreads? That an uh, excellent teacher was able to bring an idea down through many parables down to level the student. So he's able, he's, he's brilliant. And there is um, the way the student absorbs that same information. You could be talking about the brilliance of the teacher, or you could be talking about the uh, the majesty of the uh, student. There's a teaching from the Ralbag. Ralbag said, Truth is recognizable from any angle. The Rebbe derived so much meaning out of this statement <laughs> that Abiel once expressed himself at a febring, and it wasn't, I don't think he was serious what he said. I could swear to you, he didn't, he didn't mean all this. <laughs> There's so, so much info that the Rabag couldn't possibly have, 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 have had all that in mind. But, anyways, it's, that, 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 even if you meant, even if you all meant it, it's still, it says about many Gedilis, or many, many Tzadikim, that they looked in their own Svarim and they discovered greater insights than, than, than your, um, they themselves knew when they wrote it. Right. Um, so, um, like everyone said about the Rambam, that the Rambam himself in Gan Eden doesn't always understand his own Rambam. So he goes to Meisha to ask him to explain the Rambam. And Meisha also doesn't always know the meaning of the Rambam. So, so Meisha and the Rambam go together to the Eivishter to ask him to explain to them the Rambam. Anyways, but what does it mean? The truth is recognized from every angle. The, the, Rabiel gave the, the following analogy. He said, Chassidus uh, is, is is truth. So Chassidus, it's it's it, it, it's it's learned also not just in in uh, in yeshivas. Chassidus also studied in university. But you could say the reason why Chassidus studied university and colleges is because Chassidus is infinite and it reaches universities. But then there's something else. Not just that the infinite light of Chassidus reaches university. There is the way the university looks at itself. University wants itself to be prestigious. How does university become prestigious? It has all the important subjects. So university is self-respecting. University can't be self-respecting without chassidus. In other words, it, the university in its own parameters, looking at itself as a, how university is meant to be, has to also have chassidus. It's not just because chassidus is infinite. Truth is recognized from every angle means that even from the perspective of the university, the ha- has to have chassidus. Not because the light is infinite, but because 
the 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 uh, the world demands it. The, the the world on its own has a connection to it because truth is recognized from every angle, even from the angle of of the of the recipient. So in a similar way, when we say that Hashem's light extends infinitely everywhere, not just talking about the greatness of Hashem's infinite light, we're talking also about how the way Hashem's infinite light is is received in every in every place. Not just that the teacher is able to bring the information down to the level of the student, but more the way the student absorbs information. That the infinite light of Hashem not only does it extend everywhere, um, but not, not but it, it's revealed. It's something that that that, that which because it's tr- because it's truth, it's it's also received from the world itself. Um, so we're going to get more into that. What what that means? What what is, what is when we discuss how low we're going to go? We'll we'll see how how incredible that statement is. Hashem's infinite light, not only is it extending to every single uh, 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 part of the higher worlds, but also extending to the lowest levels of the clip of evil itself. And even in that place of evil, it's also an expression of Hashem's infinite light, in, as we shall see. Okay. Hashem's infinite light spreads, extends infinitely, without any limit, literally to the lowest of places. In the last and lowest of levels. And that's the meaning of the, of the Tikkun HaZohar statement. The infinite light of God extends below without any limit. The light spreads without any limit at all. In the lowest of levels, there is a the infinite light of Hashem reaches that lowest level as well, and it, the infinite light of Hashem, in other words, not only produces and creates the lowest kinds of reality, but even the lowest forms of reality, there is a expression of Hashem's infinite light. Not just that it, you could say He creates it, but He's something other than that. He's not. You don't see Him in it, but He says more that there is expression of Hashem's infinite light in the lowest forms of existence. So in order to get to the lowest forms of existence and to see how they also have an expression of God's infinite light, we're going to go uh, through the echelons of the spiritual cosmos, from the highest of levels to the lowest. And we're going to start from Before the Tzimtzum, before Hashem... Uh, I don't want to say the word withdrew his light because Hasidus says that Hashem doesn't, uh, the light of Hashem hasn't left. Uh, but before Hashem con- concealed his light, um, there were, before the Tzimtzum, there is infinite worlds. And in these infinite worlds, the infinite light of Hashem expresses itself. There is an expression of the infinite light of Hashem in the creation of the infinite worlds that exist prior to Hashem's, uh, Hashem's hiding or not literal withdrawing of his light. So the fact that Hashem, uh, Hashem's light uh, it expresses itself in the creation of an infinite amount of worlds is not surprising. It's not a novel thing. Because, of course, that those worlds before the Tzimtzum are a vessel for Hashem's infinite light. It's not surprising that His light extends there. Rebbe was 
once discussing the, the um, levels that we discovered that we could talk about before the Tzimtzum. It says that the Tzimtzum, the withdrawal, again, or the hiding of Hashem's light, the initial Tzimtzum, it's called the Tzimtzum, the first Tzimtzum, um, isn't the first Tzimtzum. Although we call when did that happen? When did it happen? There's another discussion about all different levels of the spiritual cosmos. How often are they renewed? Right. And Ebrah Hashab is a series of discourses in Shulah Samachai discussing how it, it takes a renewal, uh, not just to create the physical world, but even every single step of the spiritual cosmos requires a constant renewal for them to, uh, them, to them to be. But let's go for a second back to, to the before, before the Tzimtzum. Before the Tzimtzum, in other words, higher than the Tzimtzum, there are also, there must be Tzimtzum in there as well. Hanan the Tzimtzum in there as well, because there are different levels levels before. before. Not only are there different levels, but the very fact we're talking about um, the, the, the light of Hashem, about the essence of Hashem, that itself tells that there was a Tzimtzum. There's a way Hashem is, and the way Hashem expresses Himself. So the very fact we're talking about um, levels of something, that means there must have been Tzimtzum in before. And yet we call one Tzimtzum the first Tzimtzum. Why are we calling it the first Tzimtzum? So we get the analogy of a child, a child cries. Sometimes a child cries because he wants an ice cream. Sometimes a child cries because he wants to get closer, he wants to have his turn to use the computer. Sometimes a child cries because he wants your attention. But when a child cries, he doesn't differentiate between how great the need is. Whatever it is, he's crying. How come I can't get that? So in a similar way, before the Tzimtzum, the pervading reality was Eimim there's nothing at all other than other than Hashem. Nothing, nothing at all. So although there's different levels in that in that truth itself, but ultimately it's all called the same reality. It's called prior to the tzimtzum, and only and we don't call those levels uh, tzimtzumim, even though they are tzimtzumim. <clears throat> they are different grade, different degrees of revelation of Godliness. But it's possible to. Um, to classify all of that <clears throat> as just one kind of reality, because um, because this entire um, reality is like the child; it's it's equal. It doesn't matter if it's the ice cream or if it's the computer. I want so too. The reality before the Simpson is enemovat. So too regarding the infinite amount of worlds before the Simpson, infinite amount of worlds. Think, wow, this this we only visited X amount of cities in this world. There must be so much things going on in those infinite worlds. The infinite amount of worlds in Simpson, they, they aren't um, that, there's not much, there aren't so many differences between one world and the next. Because all of them are just a, a expression of Hashem's infinity, and there's nothing besides Hashem. That, that's, that, that's the, that's the uh, what those worlds are. And exp- there's, not, there's no real distinction between them. No, no um, important distinction between them. They're all just expressions of there's nothing besides Hashem in an infinite amount of ways. The world of Hatzilus also, the world of Hatzilus is already post Simsum. It's already after Hashem has hidden his infinite light. And now there are ten spheres in the world of Hatzilus. There's ten and not nine, ten and not eleven. There's a, a clear number over there. It's not infinite. And yet, that also isn't so surprising that the infinite light of Hashem. Is revealed there and extends there as well. They are vessels to Hashem's infinite light. How come they're vessels to Hashem's infinite light? The kalim, the vessels of Atsilus, 
are different to the vessels of the world's, world's many tzitzilus. The vessels of tzitzilus are literally godly. What does that mean? We discussed a couple of times the difference between the, uh, between the four worlds. And that was an analogy. You have, you have the way the king is in his chambers. All there is is the king. You have the way the king is in his throne room. But there's a throne room of people looking at the king, but they're all you know, absorbed by the king's presence. That Those are respectively the difference between the world of Atsilus and the world of Bria. And then there are uh, people who have been in the throne room and left the throne room, that's the world of Yitzira. And then there is this world, people at the, end of the, at the end of the kingdom who have barely even heard about the king. So that's the, the general um, feeling in these four worlds. But beyond the general feeling, it's a lot more. Um, the, 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 there's a lot more to say about these four worlds than just this, this simple part. It just tells us the general feeling of these four worlds. Chassidus um, says that this world itself, for example, is uh, there's a difference in this world before the sin of the tree of knowledge and after the sin of the tree of knowledge. Before the sin of the tree of knowledge, yes, this is like the the country that's barely heard about the king, or the end of the country is barely heard about the king. But in that itself, there's different levels. There is, there are um, people who have heard about the king and know who the king is, and people who know more about the king. So this gives the uh, um, classifies this world before the before the sin of the tree of knowledge as a parable for godliness. What's a parable? A parable is something which is totally foreign to the idea. The idea is about two apples. The idea is two and two is four, and the parable is about two apples and two apples are four apples using something which is completely foreign to the concept. There's the concept, then there's the way the, the concept is, is used in the parable. But still, the parable is made for the concept. When you hear two apples and two apples are four apples, there's nothing else that the parable is about other than the, the, the idea trying to convey. Then there's something else, there's a riddle. A riddle, when you hear a riddle, you don't know where the riddle is going. You don't know that this riddle is about the analog that's trying to give you something. You're a riddle, you're, you're confused. When you hear a parable, the parable fits directly to the analog. When you hear a, a riddle, you have to figure out what's this riddle for. So after the sin of the tree of knowledge, instead of the world being just like a parable for godliness, where, yes, it's something foreign to godliness, something which is incomparably lower to, its, to the spiritual godly energy that it is meant to be a parable for, you don't see the godly energy, just like you don't see electricity, you, you, you don't see gravity. You don't, you don't see the godly energy in the world. It's only it's a parable for godliness. There's something in the world that that is the expression of godliness, but it's something foreign to godliness. That's before the symmetry of knowledge. Before, for example, the, it says the sun is a parable for Hashem's infinite light of Yudke Vavke. So before the symmetry of knowledge, look at the sun. And say, oh, that's a parable for godliness. That's about Yudke Vavke. It's not. It's not. It's, it's like the way we look at gravity. We don't see the gravity, but we know this is because of gravity. You don't see electricity. We know this is because of electricity. Before the sin of the tree of knowledge, you looked at the sun. Said, oh, this is about godliness. This is about Yudkevavke. This is a covering. That's about Elkim Elkim. It was all clear. After the sin of the tree of knowledge, the world became more of a riddle for godliness. That you have to like, wow, what is going on over here? What is this about? And you have to figure out that this has a this 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 is not a, the way it seems. There's something else going on over here. There's divine providence. This is Hashem's hand. And, it, and, and it's a riddle. It's not. It's not as obvious. But that's. But again, it's we're dealing with with a total foreign entity, and you're saying this foreign entity is about something godly. Figuring out the riddle. Then there are um, 
higher and closer things to the concept itself. There's a concept where the concept is in the parable or the riddle. Then there is a way the concept is, let's say, an idea, the way an idea affects your feelings. The way an idea affects your feelings, is, is, that, is that something foreign to the concept? You think that uh, O.J. is guilty, and therefore you're upset at how dare he do this dastardly deed of murder. So your your feelings of, of anger, your feelings are, of, of, are 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 part and parcel of the ideas that motivated those ideas, uh, of, of the ideas that motivate those feelings. Then you go over to your friend and you tell him what uh, you've discovered, and you're expressing the same idea. And then you do something about this. Then you you write an email, you make a Facebook post, you do something about it. So there's a concept itself. Then there's where the concept express affects your feelings. Then the way the concept not only affects your feelings, it affects your thoughts. I'm sorry, affect affects affects okay. There's a way the concept affects your feelings. The word thoughts, um when he uses the word thought or makshava, it's not talking about intellect. There are, there is intellect and there's thought. Intellect is the idea itself. Thought are the letters that convey the intellect. So in 2 plus 2 is 4, you could say 2 plus 2 is 5 too. You could write 2 plus 2 is 5. You could even think 2 plus 2 is 5. You can't understand that 2 plus 2 is 5. Because 2 plus 2 isn't 5, 2 plus 2 is 4. So the, the, um, there is the idea itself. There's a the way idea the, the idea affects your feelings, and it's a way that affects the letters of thought, the things you think about, the actual words in your mind, the way it affects the way you speak, the way it affects the way you act, and the way that it further um, can be conveyed the same idea through a parable and through a riddle. So in the world of of uh, Yitzira and Asiya, that's the way the concept. If we use if the word if the word if we would exchange the word concept, the word the concept we're talking about is godliness, Hashem's truth. So the way Hashem's truth is perceived and understood in Atzilus, and the way it's, it resonates through the midas of Atzilus, just like the concept it resonates through our feelings. Then there's a way the concept is further carried over and expressed as something to to. To our thoughts and our words and our actions, so to the way the way that godliness is expressed in the world beneath Hatzilus, in Briyitziasia, and just like in ourselves, our thoughts and words and actions are they're not like a parable, where the parable is literally something foreign to the concept. Our thoughts, which and our words about the concept, are still about the concept, but still. Our thoughts and our words and our actions about the concept aren't the concept itself. They're expressions of the concept. It's not the concept itself. It's the way the concept is conveyed to our conscious self. Our thoughts are... So it says that the purpose of our thoughts is to convey to our conscious self what's going on higher than our conscious self. In other words, our, our thoughts are always receiving from the soul itself. The soul itself thinks and feels intellect and emotions... And our letters of thought convey to us what's going on in our, in our soul. Our conscious thoughts are, are, are usually, what do we think about? I know how Remelech, uh, his, his, his source, he once said, he used to say that, you want to know what you're into? 
What's the first thought that goes in your mind when you go in the street? That's that's what you're, that's what you're into. Okay, so that's that's your thought. Your thoughts, but again, they're, they're conveying the same idea to something, to you, to your conscious self. Then your speech conveys the same concept to someone else. Then there is a way you act upon this. So you're, you're, the same concept is affecting something other than the concept itself, and it's conveyed into a. There could be a parable about it. There could be a riddle about it. But it's 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 the it's the concept as it's going into some foreign reality. So in, in the fact that Hashem's infinite light extends and is expressed in the world's higher than Atzilus, okay, that 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 we can understand. That that makes sense. The fact that it's expressed also in the world of Atzilus. What's the world of Atzilus? In this analogy. Atzilus is the intellect and emotions that, that are receiving this concept. The intellect and emotions are about the concept itself. It's about, it's, it's, the, it's the concept itself as it's affecting your objective and subjective reality, how you feel about the concept. It's still the concept itself as it is in you. How do you feel about it? How do you understand it? It's your understanding and your feeling about this concept. But... If you were to strip the concept from its from the intellectual uh, uh, ways of, of of expression, and you go to let's you could see the concept. It's like you could see in the analogy Lahavdil uh, of of the court case. If you could see the event itself, instead of it being something that you understood based on the evidence, so so so, so that's like that's that's before there is any intellect or any feelings about a concept. That's the, that's the truth itself. That's like that's that's above atzilus. That's the, the godly core without there being any 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 um, uh, ways to channel and to express it. So, the, the the fact that there is an expression of Shem's infinite light in the worlds above Atzilus isn't isn't surprising. The fact that Shem's infinite light is also fully expressed and reaches the world of Atzilus, which again the world of Atzilus is is the intellect and emotions. The fact that the concept is understood, the fact that the concept is 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 uh, affects the way you feel. That's all. That's all. Um, that's still the concept itself. It's a concept itself as it is in your subjective reality, as it is in you. But then there is the way the concept is is being expressed outside of 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 you to something else. That's the world beneath that us. But even beneath that seals itself, there's this distinction. Letters of thought, for example, are are only about the soul. They're only they have nothing else to do. It's possible to to um, to speak and to stop speaking. It's possible to act and stop acting. It's not possible to stop thinking, because the garment of thought is attached to the soul. So although it's it's foreign to the soul, it's not the soul itself. It's the way the soul. Um, expresses itself to the conscious self. It's still something which is which is a a garment. It's an expression. It's like our clothes. Our clothing expresses ourselves to the outside world. We use our clothing to to relate to the outside world. But um, the, uh, unlike speech and action, thought is completely attached to to its um, to to the soul. Okay, it's time for that, Amy. But let's just let's just class. Let's just summarize where we're up to over here.
The Rebbe says that the infinite light of Hashem expre- it, it extends and is revealed in uh, lower and lower without any end. That says in the Zohar. So the Rebbe says the fact that the infinite light of Hashem is expressed and revealed before the Tzimtzum isn't surprising. The fact that it's expressed also in the world of Atsilus, which gave the analogy of the intellect and emotions, is also not surprising. But the infinite light of Hashem also expresses itself in the worlds beneath Atsilus, where there, there's something foreign to the infinite light of Hashem. There, it's not, it's not only about the, the concept anymore. Now it's about the way the concept is received outside of itself. Not the way the concept is, is motivating a... a uh, the way the concept is now extending outside of itself. And in the analogy, the way the infinite light of Hashem extends to something which is foreign to it. Um, and it's called clothing. Not the concept itself. The world of Atzilus is compared to the body, to the soul. It's attached to the soul. It's, it's, the, the body itself is alive. It's not that the soul has to kick the body and say, go. The body itself is alive. So the world of Atzilus, it being exp- a, a vessel for godliness, isn't something that's novel. However, the fact that the infinite light of Hashem it reaches and is expressed in the world beneath Atzilus, that's something, that's something novel. That is the expression of Hashem's infinity that it descends Lower and lower without any limit, and we'll see not just in the worlds, the worlds beneath that seal, but from tomorrow we'll see how this goes also to different levels of reality within the worlds beneath that seal, in the lowest and lowest of, of levels. Okay, do we continue? Yeah, this is a paradox of how something good could create something evil for good 